welcome back to the show. I'm going to start showing up here with an episode for you every Thursday more consistently now. Um, I got hung up on some projects, you know, out here just, you know, doing my thing. Anyway, so I hope you're doing well. I hope you're happy. And if you're not, that you're making just one little baby step towards happiness every day. When you look at your life, where you are now, and then if you think about your ideal life, and even if you don't know your ideal life, but you know that whatever you want in your dream life can't include certain things from your current life, you know... Start making move towards it. Sometimes we wait for like a really clear sign and you'll get one. But if we know how to follow our intuition, we can get there faster. And it's so rewarding too to claim your spot here on earth where you belong, where you have a purpose, where you're meant to live at 100% volume and not dim your light, not play small. So move towards it and speaking of intuition we are gathered here today because of something I've noticed in myself uh, recently and it's this visceral reaction I've been having to men Um, like this like if I'm sitting in a small park just enjoying nature and I'm sitting on a bench and then a male walks into the park who I don't know just a stranger walking his dog minding you know just doing his thing I notice my body like responding like a fight or flight response but it's more of a freeze and it's not severe like I'm still reading journaling or meditating or doing whatever I'm doing I'm not literally freezing but I I'm having a fight or flight response, you know? How that is, maybe? With men or with anyone, and we'll get into that. But you know that I like to do this thing called root tracing, and it's like when I feel myself have a triggered response, I feel like, whoa, you know, you know what it feels like to get triggered. And instead of just doing what most of us were brought up in the environment to do which is uh, just say I'm just like that we don't need to do that but instead we can say oh I'm triggered and then start tracing it and tracing it tracing the root where does it go where does this thing start because that's how we evolve as humans so in doing that I noticed huh I'm having a visceral response to these men who I don't know and first I brought it up in therapy um my therapist told me to journal about it so I did and actually just later that day yesterday I went and I sat in the park like I was going to anyway, but I brought my journal and I just thought if if it comes up, it would be a really good opportunity 
and I, you know, think this is a lesson to be learned because uh, it's a lot easier to do that than to try to recall what you were feeling. So, um, you know, when a male walked in the park and I felt a tinge of that feeling, I just started journaling it out. And this is what this episode is based on, or like, you know, what prompted this episode. And, uh, you know, I'm tracing the trigger. And with this exercise, when I do this root tracing, it's easier said than done. I'm aware of that because I've been on this journey to highest self, this like embodying yourself with a capital S, your you at the core, you know, your authentic self, right? I've been on this journey. So this is not how I used to be. I would act on my triggers immediately. There was no space between the trigger and the reaction. And they were destructive habits that literally, if I had not traced them, why am I like this? Why do I do this? Where is this coming from? I would have never been able to have a successful relationship. Now I'm confident that I can, but I don't think anyone can if you don't do the self-work. So anyway, so I just want to, you know, point out that this is a practice because uh, I'm sure we all have a trigger. It's jealousy. It's wanting attention. It's wanting credit for what you do. Maybe you get nervous to speak in front of certain people. What is the trigger? When you feel your body doing something, that's the body telling you something. That's your intuition telling you, alerting you. When this thing comes up, pause. Sit with it and let yourself feel it. Start there. That's step one of growing with these root tracing, these triggers. So sit with it and see what's going on. And for me, I was able to identify with this example with men coming into the park. I was able to say, oh, this is like a fight or flight response. So what makes me scared of men? Well, like, okay, it's not really that complicated once you look at it that way. I was just in a relationship for a really long time where I was walking on eggshells 24-7, full-time walking on eggshells, someone with a trigger that gets tripped with nothing at all. Like, just, it felt like that. Um, And... So I would be in fight or flight around him most of the time. Um, and I'm, first of all, I recognize that that's one of the roots, but hold on, it's not the only one. But I stop here to explore that, and you can do this in your own way. So that's a really direct correlation. So first I need to have compassion with myself about that. And this is only, again, the first stop. But I want to recognize, oh, yeah, that makes sense that a man enters the space and you think, oh, God, like you get tense. That's a learned behavior. My brain has created a path, a pathway with that learned behavior over and over. If I keep getting that response with that same person because we're just going in circles, then I'm training my brain. Okay, so I can see that when I hover above it instead of trying to get all tangled in it. 
I just observe what's going on and that's a huge factor, right? So then as I sit there in that moment feeling into the feeling and I identify Liz that was afraid to take any step, make any move because it's walking on porcelain eggshells and I tell her it's safe here and I really feel into the truth because you can say a lot of things you have to feel into it so actually real time when I'm sitting in that park on that bench and I feel the fear I need to remind myself with a capital S my conscious mind that that's what's happening so we can deal with it rather than feeling guilty, shame, confused. And this goes for anything, but again, we'll get there. Now here's the trick that I know most women are thinking if you've had literally any bad um, experience with this, with a man uh, that has made you feel unsafe. Um, It's not always safe. So we'd be lying to ourselves. I'd be lying to myself on that park bench if I could say, Liz, you're safe. There's a 100% chance that nothing would ever happen to you here. Because that's not true. And unfortunately, it's really not true for women. So I battled with that too. And also, you know, continued journaling on that because of this. I'm like sitting there. And like I said, you can't just say I feel safe when I don't feel safe. You're not retraining the pathways. The pathways, they're run by our energy. Our energy is creating them. It's conditioning. So I'm sitting there trying to feel into it and then my brain's going back and forth with like, yeah, but it's not safe. And I'm like, no, you're safe here. And then it's like, yeah, but it's not safe. And I get that. But the key is here. Okay, ready? This is it. This is the actual key. Ready? We need to be smart. We need to be prepared and aware of our surroundings at all times. But what we're working on is being able to respond rather than react, right? So when a man comes into the park, my goal moving forward is not to have the naivete of a toddler, ouch, and just like be ditzy, unaware of, you know, where's this large man going, you know, being unsafe, you know, walking through an alley at 2 a.m. in Chicago, you know, not going to go well. So I'm not trying to be a dodo bird about it. What I'm trying to do is avoid fight or flight. Because if you're here right now listening, then you want to be on the highest self journey. You want to live as yourself with a capital S. Everyone does, by the way, but you are evolved enough to have the awareness of that. And if you're on that journey, like we are, then we need to maintain a high vibration as often as humanly possible. We do that by adding in a meditation routine. We do that by getting grounded. We do that by having boundaries. And all of these things are a practice. 
every time you're finding a route to trace, your jealousy, your insecurity about this, that, or the other thing, every time you trace that back, you're doing the work. It's practice. What sport did you play when you were a kid? You didn't just come out of the gate knowing how to hit a baseball perfectly or how to serve a volleyball perfectly or have good form when you're running. It takes practice. And even the greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan, if you watched his one of his best docs, it is um, The Last Dance. He, that's his whole thing, is practice. The whole point, though, is that you are progressing, even when sometimes it doesn't feel like it. And what we want to do is move towards that high vibration. And you are, as long as you're showing up every day and you're choosing your alignment. So you keep bringing yourself back. You know, when you hit a bump, you know, you find a boundary by bumping into it. So it's okay if it happens and you feel like, ew, I shouldn't have said yes to that or whatever it is. You just come back. Everything just is kindness and compassion with ourselves. There's no more shame and guilt about things. It's our younger self in there that we're communicating with. So why would we be mean to ourselves, our younger self, like our eight-year-old self? That's so mean to bully her, an eight-year-old. So we don't. But instead we try our hardest to live in a high vibe so that circles back to the need to try to avoid fight or flight mode right so if every time i go to the park which is at least once every day and every time i'm going into this fight or flight that's a really hard way to live a high vibe life and even if you might think it is just in the moment it's not our body keeps the score that's a really good book and it is so i want to try to get past this just like any other trigger that's holding me up so how can i get to a spot that's that sweet spot between being naive you know, by acting like there is no danger in this world when there is, clearly. And uh, going into fight or flight, where's that middle ground? And as much as we don't want to say this because we think it shouldn't have to be this way because it shouldn't, but since so many men have been such sociopathic, narcissistic, violent animals towards so many women. The fact of the matter is, ladies, we need to be prepared. So yes, if I'm sitting in the park with my pepper spray attached to my um, keys and like a super loud personal siren that would alert people within like three city blocks, I can say, frankly, I will feel safer sitting at that bench. Again, that sucks that I have to live like that. But, and you know, I listened to enough true crime that I would probably have my pepper spray with me even if I lived in the mountains, because you know, we're never safe, god damn it. Um, anyway, that, but then also 
getting a training for self-defense and just like Google that because near you, there's almost always a place doing it for free, offering it for free. And a lot of like companies will offer it for their employees. Maybe some churches are doing it. There might be a Groupon. You know what I mean? You got to have your tactics. It doesn't take long to get prepared, but it's worth it because you'll carry that for the rest of your life and you'll be able to achieve that spot. And again, maybe some people are like, I'm not afraid of people. I don't know what you're doing. That's fine. But some people are. And if you're not, I'm not talking to you, you know, but don't you want to also empathize with these people who are feeling afraid every time they're sitting at a bench in a park, minding their own business. Okay. Side note, yesterday I was sitting in the park on a bench reading a book and a large male walked into the park. I don't look up from my book. He's wandering around with his dog. I don't look up from my book. He's now coming around where my bench is, but that's normal. There's places around there just to walk your dog. And he walks past, you know, a few feet from me on my left. And then he continues on. And I happen to notice he's been behind me way too long. And I'm just aware. You know, I looked with my peripheral first. Like, you know, I'm just aware. I This guy lives... I know, I know him. I've said hi to him, okay? He, he, he lives nearby. And I've, you know, we've exchanged very, very small talk. Um, eventually, it's been too long to be, like, reasonable. Because at first, I'm just like, he's hanging back there with his dog. Now it's been too long. It's been five minutes or more. So I, maybe seven, I don't know. So I turn around... And I'm like, I don't see him. And then I'm like, I turn the other way and I don't see him. And I literally think to myself, whoa, Liz, that never happens because I'm so aware of my surroundings. Like, I thought, how did I miss him coming back out the other side? And just as I think that, to turn my head to look a second time, as I'm turning it, he's coming scurrying out of the trees behind me. There's a section of trees. <sighs> where no one ever walks. It doesn't make sense. Like if you knew the setup, it's a circle and like you can walk around the edges where the benches are, but then there's this one area that's behind where my bench was. That's just like a cluster of large evergreen pine trees, but like close together. So like, yes, I've already speculated with one of my sisters, like all the possibilities of why he'd be back there. And I would like to hope that he just doesn't want to pick up his dog's poop, which I'm judging a little, but also whatever. If you're going to do it in this weird little, you know, eight by 10 section of woods in this park right now. Um, okay. So that's best case scenario. God, is that he was doing that while looking at his phone, hopefully and not me, but more likely since he scurried out right when I turned my head. Um, okay. So anyway, all right, so we get the point that um, if you are feeling any kind of triggered around men, trace it back to the root, and it's a great journaling exercise, okay? And maybe it's even your partner, and you're not, like, afraid of them, but when they come in for a hug or when you're in bed or when they say certain things, you know, anytime you're triggered, 
you can free yourself from that pain by tracing it and then dealing with that little girl in there that is interfering with your current relationship because that is the way it goes and it will continue to go that way until we learn the lesson you'll keep having the same issues over and over and over until you learn don't die not having learned don't die having lived in a vicious cycle not to be dark but i mean i'm here to motivate you so anyway so remember when we were tracing that route back and the first stop was oh my relationship that i just got out of almost a year ago like that that was so recent so of course that's impacting but then you don't stop there and say oh that's the cause because usually it's multi-layered because like i said we're learning the same lessons over and over so I learned it with him and I learned it with other men. And then you look at your relationship with the men in your family, your dad, and then any other male that was an influence on you. Again, in this scenario, we're talking about my visceral reaction to men. But again, you can do this with anything and just keep going, keep going. What could have possibly influenced and really dig, girl? I'm talking like meditate on it. Have a glass of wine if you need just you know sit with it like oh this one teacher you know made me feel dumb because he'd always say blah 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 really i mean feel into it what really has impacted your response to that and then you know another just a quick example of uh someone that was originally triggering to me in one of my jobs and I, so I interviewed with her in the beginning when I started working in advertising for my actual first job, I interviewed with her and she is so intimidating. She was to me. And then I've, I heard from others that she's intimidating. So I knew I wasn't the only one. It was a thing, but you know, I felt so, anyway, I felt nervous around her and I didn't really know why, but that was just kind of a thing and um eventually i didn't anymore like there was a point in time when i was like okay i don't and that's because i kind of quickly realized oh she's a really good person like the way she talked about her family and just the way she lives her life and the way she cares for her circle of people is like insane i mean it's beautiful and amazing So that disarmed me. And then just recently when I was thinking about this whole thing and thinking about people who have triggered me and then it's like, you really want to learn why? And I thought, oh God, (laughs) this woman reminded me of my older sister from the start. There's something about them that's like, they have a big presence and it's intimidating. I don't know how to say it, but they're, they're also really smart and you can tell by the way they talk and so incredibly confident seeming you know, not smiling much either. It's just, there's something intimidating about it. So, well, my sister, my older sister has bullied me literally my entire life. And she'll tell you a different story, lots of different stories, but that's my story and it's my truth. And uh, it's been going on since I was like two years old. Um, And you can see it in family videos, it's really cute. So I was cut down by her daily for my entire life. Um, And I'm not exaggerating. 
and it's the thing I have had to do most therapy around. So we could go more into that, but you can tell I'm uh, already triggered right now, so we won't. Um, Point is, I went into fight or flight around this woman at work because she reminded me of my older sister, period. And it was only when I felt safe that I was able to put my guard down. I traced that one and like maybe you have something like that. So that's why I wanted to share that random thing and that like, again, it's any person but any feeling like when I traced my jealousy, but I don't want to get too far off on a tangent about root tracing, but it's just like my favorite thing to talk about. Um, This can be a woman being triggered by a woman, a man being triggered by a woman, a man being triggered by a man. You know what I'm saying? Like really, you want to really explore. And I don't want to dismiss the notion that men get triggered. Absolutely not. And so I'm this exercise I'm saying applies to everyone of anything, um, anyone who is human. Okay. And all the same things apply. So if you're a male and you're thinking about your, um, the way you see women, the way you interpret women, um, let's just say I know some men in my life who have always needed the approval of their mother, but they haven't gotten it always. And maybe more than the approval, they just wanted their unconditional, motherly, maternal, warm love. Unconditional love. Maybe they wanted more hugs. Maybe they wanted more, good job, I'm so proud of you. Your dad would be proud of you. They maybe just needed more of that. And when you live your life with that empty space, you look for something to fill it. So it's tricky, but just know you're not alone. And you know, let me point out that being vulnerable is hard, okay? Um, It's really hard because we all have pain that we carry We all have pain that we carry. And if your reaction in your head just now was to disagree with that, I welcome you to revisit that because yeah, you do. And you can say however many times you want to yourself that this thing is not giving you pain. But like I said, your nervous system can't be fooled. So what you're really feeling is sitting and it manifests in our health. So we need to get honest with ourselves. We need to take care of these things. We have to get real. You will live like a hamster on a wheel. If you don't, if we don't, we like to think we're right. That's our ego, but we love it, right? We love to leave a situation being like they were in the wrong. Okay. No, and it's not about right and wrong because all things are truth. You have your truth and they have their truth. The ignorant thing that we do is try to convince someone else that their truth is wrong or that our truth is more of a truth than theirs. That's a waste of time. It's destructive to both of you. And yet it's so normalized. It's immature. Sorry to offend you, but it's immature. Have I done it? Yeah, most of my life, because I didn't know any better. But then the reason I'm heated right now 
is because I'm thinking of the... I'm thinking of the people in my life who won't let it go. They won't release what's hurting them. And they are paying the price. And it's really sad and scary to watch someone self-destruct like that. Because that's what it looks like to someone who has the awareness of the mind-body connection. I spoke to a woman yesterday, a client, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful person who told us that she was diagnosed with colon cancer, which manifests in your gut. And she has been living her life ignoring her gut, ignoring her intuition. She's aware. She brought this up, not me. She was aware already. She's already at the table. If you're tuned in to the frequency, like you're living on a higher level, I don't need to explain this to you. They're directly connected, okay? You got a sore throat, you got phlegm, what's going on in your throat? Where is it that you need to be using your voice? Thank God she doesn't have to do chemotherapy, she said. And I think she's gonna be okay. But one decision she made immediately was she doesn't want to be a teacher her whole life, okay? She did that because it worked and it supports her financially now. She's a single income household. So it's a safe job that pays the bills, but she can't do it anymore, she said. She cannot do it anymore. She, first of all, just got a flash of death because anyone who hears the word cancer, that's your first fear, right? So what does that tell you? It tells you what 99% of people say on their deathbed when asked the question, what would you do differently about your life? And they'll tell you, I wish I would have gone for it. I wish I would have done my dreams. So when you get a scare, sometimes we get that gift a little early. And thank God, some of us need it. You're just going to keep going on the wheel, going on the wheel, drawing circles, drawing circles, back at the beginning, drawing circles, over and over, in all different ways, in all different relationships. It's a vicious hell. And you think, this time, no, this time I got it. This time we did this. We're trying this. It's not going to do it. You can do everything you can do, and then as soon as you realize it's out of your control now, because it was never in your control. You can walk away and you can shed layers that are not for you anymore. You can walk away and shed layers that are like heavy armor you're carrying around and they seem like I'm gonna be walking around with my skin off if I shed that layer. Yeah, you will, you will, you will. It does feel like that, okay? But it's worth it, I promise. It's worth it. Don't live in any way that feels wrong. It feels wrong to your body. It feels wrong to your blood. It feels wrong to your soul. The spirit inside you feels wrong in your heart. It feels wrong in your gut. Something is off. Something is off. And maybe you feel 180 degrees off and maybe you feel just two degrees off. And either one hurts. 
And so it's time to just make that shift. This high vibration is always here for us. It's always here for us. And it is about turning that dial of our frequency to match the current high vibe frequency that's just right here, swirling around us at all times. It's the low vibe things that bring us down. So I can let that keep happening. I can let men coming around put me in fight or flight and ruin my vibe. But I'm not going to because it's my choice. It's my choice. As I look out in the little park I sit in, I'm sitting on the bench and I'm in a, a pretty much a meditative state and I look out and I'm just mesmerized by the leaves on these trees the different colors and tones and shades and the depth and then the textures and the way they're blowing like they look like they're waving at me all these trees are just like so cute like leaves just waving at me and then look at the sun just poking through and giving its warmth for free and this color show in the sky with these incredible clouds fluffy as can be while I can hear these beautiful birds singing and I can look over and see the bees doing their thing, just doing their thing, coexisting on this bright purple plant, like probably a hundred bees. And they're just doing their thing, living in coherence, just going with the flow because they have no ego. They go with the flow because they have no ego. Okay? Mm-hmm. 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 Or I can sit in the exact same park with the exact same happenings and I can focus on the fact that half... <laughs> half the grass in this park is dead. <laughs> Literally, there are more because it's also a dog park. And so... What are we talking about guys shit we're talking about men approaching us and how we can gain control of our lives by root tracing and by getting curious leaning into curiosity you keep blowing up on your family get curious don't get mad at her okay before i started doing all this stuff i had such anger problems before i started the the big work the self-work really embarrassingly intense anger issues and it would boil over and I would react by sending angry text messages or what have you and immediately I self-destructed like I just felt so much guilt and shame just like what is wrong with you you literally can't control yourself what the is wrong with you like I was beating myself up about it. I can't even explain to you right now. Like, you think you're going to give me a hard time? Nobody gives me a hard time like I do, okay? So that's horrible. You feel like you're in a prison, so don't do that. We have to remove the guilt and shame. Same with being triggered by jealousy. You know, it's like you have to ask where that's coming from. I had such a problem with that, and it's like I traced it back to knowing that's a fear of abandonment. Like, I felt left behind. I felt not chosen. And so if I get even a teeny sense that like someone would leave me behind, 
my first reaction is to snap back and go, you know what? I don't, I don't care about you anyway, because I'm trying to protect myself from that pain. And we all have our version of that. But what will allow us to live as our highest self and to step into our power and to not be nervous when we're standing in front of people talking and to have successful relationships and to not hand our baggage to our kids. What we can do is evolve. And when you evolve, you'll surprise yourself how domino effect it is. So that spot where you're trying to tell yourself you're not angry or hurt, again, lie to yourself all you want and then stay on the hamster wheel if you'd like. And you might think you're an exception right now. You might be thinking that. No, well, I mean, I carry my stuff fine. Okay, <laughs> okay. Again, enjoy the hamster wheel. I don't know what to tell you. It just doesn't work that way. If you want highest self, that is. Like, if you want to live a low-key, miserable life, go for it. But I'm telling you that if you want this aligned life, to live in full alignment, meaning, again, your radio and you have your antenna set to the frequency of that, the frequency that is you in alignment, tapped into source, tapped into this universal energetic that we share factually, okay? And when we do things that are against our alignment, we're slowly shifting the dial, we're changing the frequency, we're accidentally picking up some old radio station with weird music we can't understand, and we're confused, and we feel bad, and our body starts showing it, and we start manifesting these things in our body with different gut issues, throat issues, headaches, migraines, weight gain, swelling, you name it. It's all there, and it's all connected. And I thought, by the way, that it was so beautiful and humble for this woman yesterday to bring that up because some people would say, first of all, there is no connection. Some people, it wouldn't even occur to them that there's a connection with the colon cancer. And she's going to go ahead and say, no, I feel that in my body. And listen, women feel it, okay? Men do too, but women really do. If something feels off in your body, it is, okay? We have that power. We've just not been studied enough because funding doesn't go to women as much. So maybe it's not as well known, but it's like having a superpower. How tapped in you really are when you're living in alignment. It's freaky once you get going. You realize that this is you in control, not these things you blame or these things you, you know, think are what define your life when they're really not. The moment of arriving there, tapped in at the right station, is when you realize you're not just a wave. You're the whole ocean. And when as soon as we step into that power and we turn that frequency, you feel it. Yeah, in your body, but in your life, the life you're manifesting around you because now you realize your power. Everything else is limiting beliefs. This reaction I have to men is not going to keep me still. I can let it. Um, the fear that women are going to 
reject me and hurt me, that's not going to stop me from having relationships in my life. It did for a little bit. So that's what I'm saying is that like, yeah, that's how I realized that's what this is. You bump up against the things that are limiting you. But these are not walls. These are not walls. These are just, you know, layers that need to be moved aside, that need to be gently broken down with compassion and love. So the choice is ours. You know, the choice is ours. So if you want, you can take um, pen to paper and you want to listen to your body. And so you might want to list out um, the areas where you frequently get triggered, you know, um, or, and, or what you could do is when a chapter in your life ends, you have a breakup, you leave a job. What's really juicy is to look back and really look at the key takeaways. <laughs> like when I look at my previous relationship, it's like, okay, here's what I've definitely learned. I need X, Y, and Z out of men. And I brought this, this, and that to the table, which was plenty of things, you know? But there are only, like, the things that I can control are the only things that are my responsibility to deal with. Let me say that one more time for those in the back. Only the things that are in my control are the things that are my responsibility to deal with, okay? If I knew that a long time ago, I would have saved some time, but I think I needed to learn the lesson. Like I said, you learn it over and over and over and over until it sticks and it finally stuck thank you very much okay okay so what do you do about it okay make a list make an actual list of all the areas of your life or people in your life who make you feel triggered over and over where you keep bumping up against the same things oh i blow up on my family all the time trace it now trace it where is it coming from and really look That's why I say smoke a joint, have a glass of wine. Don't make it scary. Anything can be made romanticized. You know that I believe this strongly, okay? Get out a comfy blanket and start tracing some roots. Mm -hmm. Okay, we wanna be healthy. If we wanna live in this highest self, we wanna live in alignment, we wanna stay tuned in. Lie as much as you want. Lie to the doctor, lie to yourself. Lie to your kids, lie to your sisters, lie to your coworkers. Do it all you want. It's not going to make you grow. And let me ask you, if you look back, if we all sat here together and we looked back three years ago, who was I three years ago? Whoa. First of all, unrecognizable for me. Uh, Three years ago. So, man... I, not even three years ago, I turned 30 and I was 25 pounds overweight. And I celebrated it in San Francisco. I woke up there on my birthday with my partner and I was so miserable. But I was still convincing myself that I wasn't and that I just have an issue that I'm just depressed and so I need to just keep moving through life as best as I can you know because that's just where I was at I was in denial and I had lost trust in my intuition 
and I was accepting a very low bar as my new bar. Because you know, that's the thing about those bars. Some people are really sneaky about lowering them and lowering them and lowering them that all of a sudden you realize, holy shit, I never would have approved this. But we get there, don't we? Someone pushes us and pushes us. And all of a sudden we're not even us anymore. And that's great, fine, great, lesson learned. You bumped up against it, hello, there it is. A boundary needs to be set. So I now know where I need to have said boundaries in any potential future relationships. First of all is my bar and the things that I will allow. And that's going to start now, not when I meet a man that could potentially be a partner. I'm going to respect myself already. You don't wait for anybody to start doing that. And then if I decide I want a partner, there are requirements that they have to meet, and it's mainly energetically. If they're not energetically on my level, they're not getting in, okay? Through the gates to my queendom, okay? You're not coming in, so if you're not a match, leave the flowers at the door. I will still take them. Thank you very much. So do that. You want to look at yourself three years ago and you don't want shame because maybe three years ago, if you asked me that question, the previous three years probably didn't look that different. And that's what scared me. And that's why I hit my boiling point because I was on the cycle that I'm talking about. I was on that hamster wheel. But my energy and my awareness is too big for that to be a forever thing, I looked around and realized what was happening and it couldn't happen anymore. So if you're looking back and saying nothing's changed, something needs to change. What needs to change? These triggers that you've been tracing, um, they might show up in your relationship, like I said. So like, you can change things now. You can always change things. And can I tell you, because uh, we kind of, most of us grew up in an environment where these triggers were seen as just part of who we are. We're just difficult. We're just a lot. We're problematic. We're a brat. Okay. We're dramatic. We're too sensitive. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, you're not, okay? And anything you're saying to yourself for the reason that you can't have a successful relationship, that thing can change. So no, you don't get to say, I'm a difficult person, so I'm glad I have a person that deals with me, red flag. Anybody saying, I'm glad this person puts up with me, red flag. They've made you feel problematic, how, why? Was it subtle or direct? because something's going on. We have to evolve. There's nothing impressive about not evolving. We wanna grow. So this is essential to queenhood is the self-love. I know traffic is heating up right now and you're hearing it in the background, so I'll try to wrap it up here, but um, (laughs) I do my best. So look, It's worth looking at where in our life might be affected by the triggers I'm talking about. So when you list out your triggers, 
we have to have some humility, okay? Like I didn't used to. Like I had to, I was too proud to look at certain things and say that it was a problem probably. And so like we probably all have, but again, those things you're shoving back and saying, eh, those aren't part of this. Okay, well they are. Um, and is it affecting your relationship? your ability to have a relationship with a partner or with your siblings or with your parents. What's going on? What's going on? Strangers, like I said, with my guy in the park thing. What is it for you? A certain type of powerful female like my ex-boss from way back when who reminded me of my older sister. Um, I had to open that up, unpack that box. Grr. So what's the reoccurring one, huh? Are you a man and like around women, you're like not you? Well, what's going on? Don't forget, you need no one's approval but your own. So like what's standing in the way? And professionally, you know, what's up? Are you getting what you deserve at work? Do you make as much money as you want to be? Are you fulfilling your purpose work? Does that boss scare you? Does presenting scare you in front of certain people? Why? Unpack it. Unpack it. Or it's not going to get fixed. You know, what's funny. I did one of these exercises and I, right now I speak with freedom. Okay. I'm not always as polished as I want to be. I'm not always as filtered as I probably should be, but you're getting the raw material. Okay. Um, and that's me because I like honesty and it can be a little zingy, but someone's got to do it. I'm kidding. But, and now that I'm back in alignment, I feel so one with the energetic. I feel one with the earth, with nature. I can just let life happen and flow and just go and not have to buy in to this bullshit. I don't want to buy into this bullshit. No, the Example I gave you about looking out in the park and noticing the trees and the birds and the bees and the sounds and the breeze. I'm doing that, okay? I don't care about your bullshit on the news that I don't watch because you think the world is so bad and scary and so I need to take it more seriously. No. The world is beautiful and abundant and good and if we can focus on pursuing our purpose we can start contributing and actually making change in the actual world. That's where change is made, not from the ego. It's a lot harder to do it from the ego. To level up in every way possible with your health, with your finances, with your relationships, everything. Move towards alignment. But we just play in. We buy into the program. No, thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, next, okay? What are the key takeaways of this episode? Number one, explore your triggers. And don't just say, I'm just like this. I'm just a shy person. I'm just a jealous person. I'm just insecure like this. No, explore those triggers and start to do the work to unpack the box. And sometimes it's as simple as identifying, oh, that's a fear of rejection. And then you just start practicing and practicing and retraining the brain slowly one situation at a time and you're responding you're retraining it you're you're setting the new pathway so explore those triggers number two you can retrain your mind 
in those moments. And like I said, it's a practice. And these are physical neuropathways that have been carefully, diligently created through our life. And some triggers, old triggers, die hard. And so there's a lot more unpacking involved. Other times it's a little easier. And the more you're on the journey, I think the easier it gets. As far as being able to face your demons, they become not so scary. Number three, do not ignore your instincts. So when it comes to guy in the park, I don't need to live in fear, but if I have an instinct, I need to pay attention to it. And anytime, anywhere, with anything in your life, women especially, listen to your instincts and do not ignore them, which I will say, yes, read the book, The Gift of Fear. Um, It's mentioned in every uh, true crime podcast I listen to because so many, unfortunately, crimes and um, homicides happen from people saying, I knew there was something weird, but I didn't want to offend him. But I didn't want to make it weird. Well, I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, we've all been there. And we can be done being afraid we're going to hurt someone's feelings in order to protect ourselves. We don't have that luxury, girls. So don't ignore your instincts, okay? Which brings me to tune into the body. Your body knows. And where our energy goes, it grows. Where is there stuck energy? And what is going on in our body? And can we actually listen to her? And when we are in these situations where we get this visceral response, huh, let's sit with it, like we said. And lean into curiosity without judgment. Curiosity without judgment judging ourselves and lastly we want to learn how to respond rather than react okay I hope this episode helps you in some way and you know if someone came up in your mind during this like often happens to me when I'm listening to a podcast that speaks to me and I'm like oh my god my sisters need to hear this my aunt needs to hear this um we're talking about something pretty powerful here um like we usually are, because I like to say the things that are really coming from my soul that a lot of people don't want to say out loud, um, but I want to start the conversations anyway. If someone came up, just share it with them. Don't let the women in your life be invisible. Don't let them just accept, oh, you're just like that. And definitely don't expect that about yourself. We need to take the shame out, you guys. We have to take away the shame. You might be what you consider to be high maintenance or difficult. We need to put those narratives to bed. They're very, very understandable. I completely get where they come from. And maybe you do too. And it's not our fault. Just remember, we're looking out for the little girl or little boy, little one inside of us, that little self that as of two weeks old started to be influenced by the people in our world. And over time, we soaked it in and we soaked it in and we shaped the shape around our queen that is at our core, our self with a capital S. These layers that become lenses through which we see the world actually experiencing a different reality from the person next to us. Because one by one, moment by moment, we each have our own individual experience. 
You are amazing. Don't forget to take care of you. I'll talk to you soon. And until next time, keep coming home to your queenhood. Hood.